This is Tori. She, her, and hers. We're here for a leftovers episode. Yep. Um, we got a guest on yep. the phone. Yep. Um, this may be just a little short leftovers, but we wanted to do it because hey, uh, we're here to bring you it's up to date what's happening, what's happening in the real world. Real yes. world. See, there's real, my speech. In real world. Real world. <laughs> yeah. Hey. It, hey. When I kept talking about my mom's shoulder surgery, that. I, I still can't say it. Short, I'm like, shorter, shorter, Yeah. So, yeah. You I mean, know, I real world. Say my R's, so, <laughs> yeah. It comes in, and when I get excited, yeah. a lot of wheel worlds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wheel, wheel worlds. Wheel worlds. So, um, I'm going to let you take it away and yeah. talk about who we got on the phone and do all those introductions. And So, our guest is from uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, which is in California. I know that's a, uh, hey, next Friday. Geography next Friday Was it next Friday? Or what was it? They were in Rancho Cucamonga. Who? Yep. Next Friday. Next Friday. Oh, the, the movie. Uh, uh, yeah. I was talking about next Friday. That, yeah, you know, no, no, what no. are we doing next they were Friday? Rancho. <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga was up in the house. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is, is that Cucamonga where they moved to? Huh? Cucamonga Cracker Killers. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have a guest um, who I've known for a while, a long time. And uh, I guess I'll just let you introduce yourself how you want. Okay. Well, this is Sherry. What did you say? She, she, and her? That's yeah, me. That's your pronouns. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I always wondered. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Um no. Yeah. So, um, in what we talk about here, um, what do you bring to the table? I was talking to Sherry about something that had happened to her regarding, uh, recent like this. Okay. So Sherry is a professional woman. She has no criminal background of anything. Um, uh, prostitution, maybe. Ah! <laughs> um, sex work. We call it sex work those, on our show. Those because shoes. work is work. Sex work is work. So yeah. you got to share. What what was it that one of the students said to you about your shoes? Um, because I always wear high heels. So one of my students several years ago told me that his mom also wore prostitute shoes. <laughs> So, yeah. So, um, so anyway, I, when she was telling me about this 
thing that had happened to her recently, I was like, you got to bring this to the table because this is what we talk about. We talk about injustices of people being arrested, Mm -hmm. the harshness of things that happen. We talk about the system inside Mm -hmm. and uh, she did some research for us. She went deep inside. (laughs) She went deep undercover. She went deep Deep undercover. Didn't know she was, but did it anyway. Didn't know she was, she was working for us at the time. And so here we are. She's gonna, but seriously, I think it's one of those things where we do, we cover all these stories. We read all these stories and this is someone, you know, personally in your life. Yes. That went deep yeah. undercover for us. She, <laughs> she went six, 60 days us. in. Have you seen that show on Annie? <laughs> did a little 60 days in experiment for us. Right. To, to uncover the real details. Right. A dateline. She did a dateline for us. <laughs> dateline undercover. <laughs> so, um, and I was like, okay, no, this is like, this is real people. This is not a joke. What happened to her? Yeah. But we can laugh about it right now. Just because it's so freaking unbelievable. Well, I was yeah, saying to yeah, we either we either laugh or we cry, right? right? And we do yeah, both, exactly. Right? Right. We do both, right? But sometimes we just gotta laugh about it because, right. like, damn, it's twenty twenty, and we're still dealing with this shit. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, go ahead, Miss Sherry. Take her away, Sherry. Okay, so um, I went had regular day work, everything ten thirty at night. It was a Friday night, so getting ready to go upstairs, watch movies, and um, I get a text from a, a co-worker who is um, in a relationship with another co-worker, and they, um, the one called me and said that Coco, my friend Coco, um, had cut her arms up. She was um, drunk, and she had left the house. And she was, she didn't know what to do. Her, her girlfriend did not know what to do. Mm-hmm. So she said, I need your help. Please come. I need your help. So I take my 11-year-old son and I, 10, 1030 at night, eyelashes off, rubs <laughs> the mascara under my eyes. Still with the hooker shoes, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Actually, I had Uggs on, fortunately. What? Uh-huh. So, because that's what I threw on to run out of the house. So, um, so I drive from Rancho to... Um, their home, which is in San Bernardino, near Cal State, San Bernardino. So it's, I must say, 20 minutes. I get there and um, we're looking out the window for her because last text she told me was she was out running the streets, just trying to get away. She was having a mental breakdown. Now I've known her for 20 plus years, dealt with her on several occasions like this when she's cuts herself. She's called me before in the middle of the night saying she's cut herself. Um, she's come into my classroom. And told me she was cutting herself again. And we talk and, you know, I, I deal with her. I help her or whatever. Um, so I get there um, and I finally find locate her and her partner are out there. And there happens to be cops there. So um, they're on like the side of the street. They're par- parked against the curb. So I pull off the street into a, a closed parking lot, but a parking lot area. So I'm off the street. And I leave my son in the car. I said, I'll be right back. So I walk up to what was a very quiet situation, no hands on guns, no screaming and yelling, with my friend Coco sitting on a a tree stump, Um, one cop standing between she and I, and I stopped and talked to him, and then another cop kneeling down, 
talking to my friend. So five feet away, maybe she is, he's in between. And then the cop that's standing on the sidewalk. So, um, I, when I walk up there, um, the cop is standing there and goes, Hey, uh, who are you? And I said, well, um, I'm her friend. I've known her for 20 plus years. We're coworkers. We're very good friends. I said, I've dealt with her, um, in this crisis kind of thing before. Um, so I could probably do this, you know, probably get to her better than you guys. And he says, Oh, so you think you're better than us? I said, no, that's not what I said. I said, I've been in this crisis situation with her. I've known her for 20 plus years. So she's, she's going to respond to me. She'll talk to me. I can, I can help Mm -hmm. now. Mind you, again, it's quiet. Nobody's yelling. Coco appears to be maybe, tearful um she's kind of wrapped in herself hands in close uh there's no um arrest going on the guy that the one cop that's talking to her is kneeling down he has gloves on apparently that's what they do Mm -hmm. but he has gloves on like plastic gloves in case but she's bleeding everywhere you can see her arms are, Mm -hmm. are cut open um so then, so he finishes his conversation with me like and he's like so you think you know and i told him all that and then I said, and I also have a lot of psychology besides the fact that I've been with this woman. So I think I, I know what she's dealing with for 20 years. I know her. Oh, well, wow. He says, and I, I said, well, can I talk to her? Can I try? And so he bends over and says to the other cop that's kneeling down, can she, can she talk to her? And he kind of stands up and I don't hear him say anything, but he kind of shrugs like, yeah, cause she's, you know, no problem. Mm-hmm. He does, he wasn't offended or anything. He'd like, I don't even know if he heard our conversation. So I walk over to her again, five feet away, maybe five feet. And I put my hands on her knees. She's really low. So I'm bent over in half kind of. So that's how low she is. I have my hands on her knees and I give her my little usual talking to. I said, Coco, this is stupid. You know what the deal is. You're supposed to call me. What is going on? You have your arms are ripped open. You have blood everywhere. And I said, what are you doing? And I hugged her uh, up into her ear so I could, you know, she would hear me. And she just kind of looked at me kind of dazed. And she said, what are you doing here? And she didn't move. She didn't lash out at me. She didn't scream. And I said, I'm here because I love you and I care about you. And I don't like this. I don't like you doing this. We've talked about this. This is not what you're supposed to do. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, by this time, the cop has moved around. The cop I spoke to has moved around behind her and is standing off to the side of her. And I'm in front of her with my hands on her knees. I'm not really paying attention to him because it's not that kind of situation. I'm not scared. I'm not, nobody's screaming. Nobody's being arrested. No hands on guns. No flashlights out. Nothing. And it's dark. It's what, 11 almost Mm -hmm. by now? So um, I talked to her, said those few things to her. And then the cop that's hovering, the one that thought I was trying, thought I knew more than him, says um, loudly, ma'am, step back. The ambulance is here because I just heard whoop, whoop, you know, Mm -hmm. behind me. So I look up to him when he says that. And he says, ma'am, step back. It says it loud because, again, very quiet, hardly any cars going by, nothing. And so I look up at him when he speaks, and then I look back at her. Hands are still on her knees, and I, I'm getting ready to tell her. I start with, the ambulance is here. You're going in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. So I put my hands back. I mean, I have my put my head back down to her, and I said, Coco, they're coming to 
that's basically all I got. I don't even know if I said exactly that, but my intention was to say, you're getting in this fucking ambulance. Right. Like I would tell her that's, that was my plan. Cause I knew in my head, cause I know Coco well enough and I know she's gone. She's been in trouble before because she gets fighting that as soon as they told her she was getting in that ambulance, she was going to lose her shit. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Mm-hmm. So that was my whole intention. And, and there was, it was again, quiet, calm, nothing chaotic. So he says that I look up at him. I look down to start to tell her that. And then he yells, he says, ma'am, I said, step back. And he steps to me. And then he said, then all I remember is he says, oh, you're going to hit me? What? So he takes me, grabs my arms in the back, slams oh. me down on the ground, face into the ground. I can feel the ground just, oh. um, you know, all on the side of my cheek. And, and I'm not saying nothing because I'm like, what the fuck is happening right mm-hmm. now? What is going on? What, what happened? Obviously, I didn't hit him. I had no, there was, it wasn't even that kind of situation. It, it wasn't, a, and why would I hit him? I was telling her she was getting her ass in that, that ambulance. Yeah. That wasn't even on my mind. So he's got me down, got a knee in my back. Mm. She loses her shit as soon as they do that. She's mm-hmm. screaming, yelling, what the fuck are you doing? Get your hands off her. So they get her down on the ground because I guess she got up. I didn't see. Of course. But yeah. I, I can see out of the corner of my eye when they've got my face in the dirt. That she's laying on the ground. Mm. Ambulance guys are there, and the ambulance guys are saying stupid shit too because she's like, "Fuck you, you guys!" To the cops, mm-hmm. what are you doing to her? She didn't do anything. You're assholes. And then the the ambulance guys were like, "Uh, looks like you're the asshole." Mm. So I'm not even processing all this because I'm thinking, "What the hell?" So I look over back. So I tell Coco, I do yell, "Coco, shut your mouth!" Because I'm thinking they're gonna arrest her. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't a resting situation, but now, with the chaos, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then I look back to my son, who's probably, I'm going to go with two car lengths back, and he's gotten out of the car. He's 11. Mm. Got out of the car. I'm afraid he's going to run over, mm-hmm. because that's all I can think, is him trying to protect. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to be moving, but I can barely see. Man, I got one eye cockeyed on the ground and looking mm. crazy. So I yell back to him to call uh, Jeremy, my other son, Jeremy, is an attorney in mm. for San Bernardino County, mm-hmm. but in Rancho. Um, so I yell at him to call because I'm thinking, what are they? If they're seriously going to arrest me, my child is there. Right. What am I going to do? Yeah. CPS. Right. Oh my God, he died. So he calls. He calls Jeremy. He's, I see him on the. I can kind of see him on the phone. They get me up, drag me up. And I couldn't get up off the ground. The, the ground was all uneven because they had cut down that tree recently, I think. So that could be why I was almost falling. I don't really know. I don't really care. It was so, so stupid. So they end up getting me out, stuffing me in the back of the car, and me trying not to have a panic attack because I already suffer from panic issues. Mm-hmm. And the back of the car is so small. My feet don't sit under the seat with my boots on. I'm handcuffed. It hurts so bad because mm-hmm. the way they've got me handcuffed so tight hands behind my back and I'm worried about my kid. I keep looking back there through the bars on the window. And so my son finally gets there. He must have raced because again, he came from Rancho wow. and before they even took me away, um, he had gotten there. So, um, he came over, tried to introduce himself to the cops, walked over, shook their hands. I couldn't hear what they were saying. Then their boss showed up at the same time, so it was kind of simultaneous. So 
I hear the boss say to my son, I don't know what my son is saying because I can't hear his, his voice, but I hear the, the boss, he says, um, well, I don't know who you are. <sighs> so that's fine. Okay, whatever. So then the boss comes over to me, opens the door, and he goes, what happened tonight? And I told him the same story that I'm telling you. And he says, well, if that's true, then I will have, I mean, they have on their body cam, so we'll have, you know, we'll have it on film. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, all right, great. Because I, I don't even understand already, still thinking this is crazy. So Jeremy tried, my son Jeremy tried to talk, walked over to the car at the same time this guy's hearing the story. And he says, can I just take her and I'll promise you that she'll be in court, like release her to me. And he's mm-hmm. like, no. And the other cops were like, no, she assaulted this officer. No, you didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, well, Jeremy's like, I mean, Jeremy can't do anything. And I don't want him to ruin his job right, or right. In the, you know, this bickering thing. I don't, he knows what he's doing. So I'm not going to argue. So he, um, so the boss walks away. The other cop's still hovering because he wants to see what Jeremy's saying. So Jeremy says, he says, they're both being dicks. He says, there's nothing I can do, but um, they're not going to, they're not going to release you to me. So. I said, well, what's going to happen? I have no idea. Well, and he says, they'll take you to the jail called West Valley, which is close to my house. Um, yeah, close to my house. So I'm okay. I mean, I don't even know what to do. I'm, I'm spinning. I'm trying not to panic. I don't know. It's just crazy. So the other cop is the one that took me that was going to drive me to the whatever, the jail. And he asked me if I was hurt. And I said, well, yeah, my wrist hurts. My side hurts. My face hurts over here. But, well, which wrist? I said, this, the one on my right-hand side. What's wrong with it? Um, I don't know. Uh, Your friend threw me to the ground. I said, your partner threw me to the ground. I don't know what happened to it. It was, I don't know, but it hurt. So when you say you have a pain, they have to take you. I didn't know that. So he says, well, we're going to take you to the ER. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I don't want to go to the ER. Nope, sorry, you already told us. All right, so now it's, I don't know, 11.15. So he drives me to the county hospital, which already is, you know, they treat people crappy there anyways as it is, but there's a little prison section, obviously, where the prisoners and the and such go. It's the little ER section over there. So they take me there. whole time I'm there, there, people are looking at me. Like, even the other prisoners are like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't know how they're telling my difference because, I mean, I see mentally ill people. Everybody that was in there at that time, some had come from the prison, some had been arrested on whatever situation. Um, but, I mean, they all, I mean, I, they just kept looking at me. They kept telling me, one guy kept saying, what are you doing in here? Who Who are you? What happened to you? And I, so I, I talked to him. I told him what happened. And there was, um, several others that were almost nonverbal. They were so, wow. um, one was the schizophrenic. I could tell he came in there cause he said, this was an example. He came in there and he said his leg was broken, but he walked in. Okay. But he was, he was in a psychotic break. You could tell his eyes were just bugging out of his head and he just kind of slowly, but he was serious. His leg was broken. That's what he said. Oh he said his God. other leg broke last week and they had brought him from the jail. So they come in and they're talking to him while we're in this little holding thing where we're strapped to the table. You know, we can't even move. We have to sit and have our hand hanging down. Mm. And they come in and say to him, so what's your problem? And he says, my leg is broken and I think they're going to have to amputate it. And they, the cops just start cracking up. They think that's so funny. And they're like, "Uh, which one hurts? 
and he points to one and they pull up his, the doctor pulls up his leg and he has a huge hematoma, black and blue. Mm. Even the doctor touched it like it was hot, like it was an infection mm. probably. And then the doctor left and they're like, well, what's your pain scale then? They asked him like they were doctors or something, these cops. And he says, 10. He says, I'm afraid they're going to have to amputate. And he's serious as a heart attack. He's serious. He's not goofing around and his eyes are bugging out. This is a medicated man. It's obvious to anybody who has any sense that this is a, and they just start laughing. They go, you're a dumbass. You walked in oh. here. Your leg's not fucking broken. And oh. he doesn't even react. Like I'm looking at him like, you guys, you're dick. All of you are just small penis, but dick Okay, is what you are. Because <laughs> you have to act like that to him. Why? Yeah. And then one, they brought in a girl that was, um, I talked to her for a little bit when she was awake, but she's a, a meth addict and she has been shooting into her arm so much that she had a, an abscess about the size of from her elbow to almost her wrist. And it looked like Krakatoa. It was a black, it was black all on the top and infected coming out oozing. And then she had one on her leg that they lamped while I was in there. And the cop, while she would fall asleep, they gave her something to counteract her coming down from her her meth or whatever she had done that night. And they kept walking by and pretending they were going to put their finger in her little uh, abscess on her arm. And they'd walk by and they'd go, you smell it. You smell it. Like Jesus. children. Oh, my God. And I'm just looking at them. And they're not catching my eye, but I'm looking at them like, what's wrong with you? So anyways, they... they um, ended up x-raying me and putting me in a spica cast, which is a partial cast with a, an ace bandage around it to hold my thumb because the doctor said that uh, I possibly had a break between my um, thumb and my um, pointer, my uh, index finger. Mm. There's commonly breaks in there. And probably when the guy grabbed my hand and whipped mm -hmm. it around. And so they said it was inconclusive. They x-rayed it several times and they said it's often inconclusive because it's not generally a break where it disconnects. It's just a, a fracture. I mean, a, a, a hairline type mm -hmm. thing because it was really sore. So I had that on and they finally got me done with that. And the, the little, so while I'm sitting there, this is the next thing. So while I'm sitting there before, right when, before they put the cast on, the officer that brought me in, I see him over, I don't know, I'm going to say, 10 feet away from me he's in by a computer and he's playing with his uh, body cam and I he talks to one of the guys that's standing there and he's not even listening to him but he says oh yeah have you ever had to have your body cam fixed because I can't get mine to hook up and it's not working I don't think I don't think it's working and I'm thinking you're you're just setting up your story uh, I don't even he didn't know I could hear him but I have hairdresser hearing, so I can carry on and hear conversations between, you know, five and ten people, no problem. So I'm listening to him. I can listen to him without looking at him, but I'm listening to this whole scenario building situation. And he's trying to, you know, act like he's all surprised that his stuff didn't work. So then a minute later, he gets a phone call or he gets on his cell phone. I didn't hear the cell phone ring, but then he starts talking on the cell phone. He's like, yeah, I'm over here. I'm trying to hook it up. I'm waiting at the hospital with her. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, mine, I can't get it to work. Uh, your, what? What? Oh, man, yours fell off? That's all I hear. And I'm like, okay, these dudes know that their cameras would not match yep. what I'm going to say. 
So in order to CYA, they're going to have to, I don't even know what, how those work. So can you not, can you rewind? Can you draw? I don't know how they work, but it was obvious to me that there was something afoot with those cameras. Okay. I didn't say nothing because I, I, that's, but I'm watching this whole scenario. So anyways, now I'm casted. So after I get casted, obviously my wrist is huge because I've got a cast on and ace bandages. So the cop comes back over and he goes, oh, and you guys got leg chains? I'm like, this fucker thinks he's going to put me in leg chains. What? But they were like, oh, yeah, no, I don't have any. So fortunately, I didn't have any. So he, I said, why don't you just attach it to my belt <laughs> so I, you can keep my left hand in and attach it. Oh, oh yes, I guess I'm going to have to. I'm like, you know what? Okay. So he attached it to my belt, which was a blessing to me because then my arms didn't go behind my back. Yeah. But anyway, so I get out of the ER then, um, and he takes me straight to the jail. And by now it's 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30. Mm. So then I have to be processed in there. And they have three waiting rooms, not waiting rooms, what do they call them? Holding cells. Mm-hmm. So... While I'm in there, there's drunks being brought in. It's all women's size. So all these DUI ladies, um, pretty much that's mostly what was in there. There were a few that were being transferred from other jails and stuff. But, I mean, these it was obvious these girls had been in there before. They just got their blanket, changed into their prison clothes, <laughs> laid out on the floor. They didn't care. I, like, I was home like, again. <laughs> yep. They didn't care. They are like, I'm tired. When's the food coming? I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Because I wasn't going to sleep. Because they, they made me put on the orange thing. I had mm. to strip down. They made me put on the orange thing. And they were going to send me out to, I don't think it's called Gen Pop, but out from the holding cells over there into the jail. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my head. I'm thinking, what is Jeremy doing? What's my son doing? Is he going to get me out? My bail, $50,000, mind you, for a resisting arrest and impeding resisting an officer. arrest? Mm-hmm. So $50,000, that means $5,000 bail. I'm like, I don't know if it's three o'clock in the morning. I really didn't know what time it was, to be honest with you, because I didn't have a watch on at that time. There's no clock. I did ask um, an officer one time, and that's how I found out it was three something mm-hmm. when I checked in. And then, I, but after I had been sitting there a while, I really didn't have any concept of time. Um, but I asked, oh, so then. I'm thinking, what is he doing? What time is it? You know, is he able to reach my mom? Did my mom freak out? 81 years old. Is she mm. like, whoa, freaking out because I'm in jail. <laughs> Does he know who to call? I know he doesn't have $5,000. I don't have $5,000 just sitting in my account, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. I know he, he he knows people and I know he can do things. But as far as I know, it's the middle of the night. Right. What, what, what is he doing? And is my dating okay? Is he freaking out? Is he having panic attacks and he's has to deal with that. I don't know. But all this is going through my head. So, um, I just, I sat there and I'm thinking, I, can I really handle going into prison? I'm thinking, wait till I see some of my students in there. Hey, Miss Coombs, what's doing here? (laughs) I mean, that's all I'm picturing walking in there or some parent that hated me. Like, Oh, Oh, now I got this bitch. I I mean, all these scenarios going through my head. So I'm in the waiting thing. They take, they let some of the details, Hello? They Hello? Let, oh. I, sorry, that was okay. accident. They let some of the DUIs go, new people come in, back and forth, changing workers, all that kind of stuff. Pretty soon, I'm pretty soon, I don't know what time it was, but um, these black guys kept going by, and they're looking at me, 
And I mean, look at they stop and drink their coffee and look in there, looking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, not today. Okay, guys, not, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but they're looking at me hard. Like, and these are cops. These are officers. And I'm, they, I mean, looking at me hard and I'm thinking, what, what is happening? So one guy, they walk by, then two or three of them come back and they all walk by. It's obvious they're looking at me. Even the other people in there are kind of looking at them like, what the heck's going on here? So, so, so it's obvious they're talking about you. You just don't know what they're saying. And that's why they're right. coming and look at you. Yeah, right? because I can't hear everything right. because I'm in the cell. Sometimes they close right. the door, sometimes exactly. they don't. But I, but it's just, it's unnerving because I'm like, it, it was just uncomfortable. Right. Can and they you, were coming um, from Cherry, hold on one second. We got to take a quick break and then okay. we're going to come right back. All right, hold on. All right. Stay on the line. Stay on the line. All right. We'll, All right. we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. To, what are you bringing to the table? All right, we're back here with Sherry, good friend of <laughs> Sylvia's. <laughs> um, Whoa, feedback. what's Sorry all that, that feedback? Um, okay, Sherry, when we last left off, <laughs> okay, you were so, getting you were getting clocked by some officers. Right. Um, some you were officers. in the holding cell. They're peeping you. You don't know right. what's going on. All right, continue. Okay, so one of them finally comes to the door. He's drinking his coffee, and he just kind of looks at me over the top of his coffee cup, and he said, he whispers. He doesn't say the words. He mouths, I guess. You got a son. And I was like, oh, okay. They know, they know my Jeremy. So he says, you got a son. He mouths that. So I look at him and I shake my head, yeah. And then he goes, he kind of does his eyebrows like, whoop, you know, and turns around, walks back towards the jail where everybody's going through the doors to the jail, comes back with three other guys and they all stand there and then they call me out of the cell. They're all cops. So they call me out of the cell. Nobody's going to stop them from doing that. They call me out of the cell. And they're like, do you have a son? And I said, yes. And they said, is Jeremy your mom? Are you Jeremy's mom? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, oh, my God, what are you doing in here? What happened? Does he know you're here? And I said, yeah, he knows I was here. And I told him what happened. They're like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I'm going to call. Have you called him? And I said, no, there's a phone in there, but you have to have some code. I ain't got no code. I don't have no money, nothing. They're like. Oh, okay. Right now, he pulls out his one of his friends. He's like, I played football with him in high school. Yeah, I love, oh, I love Jeremy. He said, oh, man, uh-uh. So he pulls out his phone. He's like, what's his phone number? I'm going to call him right now, see what he's doing, see where he's at with it. So I give him Jeremy's phone number. He goes, okay, go sit back down in there and, and let me call him and I'll come right back and I'll let you know. And he can call me through you and I'll come give you messages. Don't worry. Don't worry. We will take care of this. You'll get out and you're not going over here to the jail. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to mm. make sure. So I was like, woo! child they just made my day by doing that but i i'd stay in the holding cell that wasn't bothering me so they came back a few more times and they're like okay well jeremy has he found somebody he's going to use get half of the bail so he'll only have to pay 2500 he has the 2500 he's already paying it he's doing that it'll take some time though and here um we'll talk to him and let you know where he is in the process and how long it's going to take um we already got it taken care of you're not going to the other side don't worry um, and so we'll come up here and give you messages. You need anything? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, a bathroom where I don't have right. to pee in front of a whole bunch of drunk people would be yeah. nice, but yeah, I'm okay. So, um, so I, again, I don't know what time it was. So then pretty soon this white guy comes up talking to me, looking at me and talking to me. And he told me that they sent him up here. So those guys, those um, friends of Jeremy's sent him up there. He worked, he was not in in like officer outfit, but he says he not sure what his job was exactly, but he was able to get me 
released on my own recognizance um, without bail. Good. I'm like, but my son already paid the bail. I said, what happened? You know, will he lose that? And he goes, well, no, probably not. We'll make sure that he knows. I guess your friends, you know them. And I'm like, uh, yeah, my friends. <laughs> a, so they'll they'll tell him, and he can probably get it back from the bail guy and whatever. He goes, as long as you don't have any convictions or. I said, I'm a teacher. He goes, oh, oh my God, you're a teacher? He says, okay, well, I still have to go through the whole process of making sure you don't, that your fingerprints don't come up or anything. I said, well, I've been fingerprinted, obviously, because, you know, I'm a teacher. I have to do FBI and all that scan stuff. And he goes, oh, no, that won't matter. That's fine. So um, ended up that it took several more hours. I, I got out at 11 on Saturday morning, but oh, he ended up getting me out of my own recognizance, but it took a lot of time to process everything and, and get it taken care of. So I am technically out on my own recognizance. I have a, an arraignment date on March 26th mm. um, in San Bernardino. So since I got out, Jeremy um, and his boss, and others have talked. His boss was going to go talk to the DA, which I believe he did. But Jeremy said that um, the district attorney's office technically kind of unwritten connection to the police officers is that they don't drop these kinds of charges because it leads then to um, lawsuits, mm. you know. So um, at this point, it's not. They have not filed it, but Jeremy says there's pretty sure they're going to. So then I will be arraigned and I will have a court date and Ugh. everything and will a go. And a record now. Yeah, a record well, of a charge anyway. Right. Potentially. So here we have an African-American woman, never been to jail, yeah. never did anything, and now has a record. And going to have mm -hmm. to fight it. Probably going to yeah, gonna have to pay for an attorney. Yep. You're going to have to do all the stress and everything else. Well, fortunately, again, because I have the connection, Jeremy's boss, his public defender, he's a public defender. Oh, okay. So the public is going to show up for me. But other, I mean, technically, if I did not have that connection, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm going to have the public defender, his boss is going to show up for me. But she says she will take me on, but they're not sure how long it'll be able to continue with them because Jeremy works in that office right. and not the other office. and. Same thing. I will have to be connected with someone who works in the actual San Bernardino office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Holy <laughs> shit. All because that uh, ego oh, It all started with Miss Coco. Well, we can't blame Coco. She's got <laughs> mental health issues. Right. And the thing was, she was very... Coco! Coco was doing fine until that asshole decided to play big right. dick, small dick. What if, what if you said be a dick with a small dick? You know, like... And the thing was, is that she was not arrest arrested. She was put on a 72-hour hold, which is what she needed. Right. And she needed that time. She got new meds. And, yeah. you know, she, she was back to work on Monday right along, no, Tuesday, right along with me. She wouldn't come. She didn't. I told her she could not come. I told her girlfriend, you, she's not allowed to come. Tell her, I said, she may not come. She's going to call her therapist. I told her what to do. Yeah. You yeah. call your therapist. You talk to your therapist. You tell your therapist what happened. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. No, none of that shit. You tell them and mm -hmm. you, you get straight. I love you. I'm, I'm not angry at you. This mm -hmm. has nothing to do with you. This has to do with a cop who lost his, his, his whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. his brain, his mind, whatever. This has nothing to do with you. You're having a mental health break. Mm -hmm. So she was never arrested. She went and spent the 72 hours. She came out on Sunday and she was back to work on Tuesday. I was back to work on Monday. 
course, she was embarrassed to see me, but I told her that's ridiculous. I made her, you know, come on to my classroom and let's just move on from here. So she came and gave me a hug and she was all right, apologized. You know, I mean, there was nothing she could have done differently that would have changed the situation except not have a mental health break. She can't control that. So and all you were doing was there to help make sure she got exactly that was she the, that was safe. the end goal anyway. Yeah. As to get her in right. the ambulance, get her to the hospital, get her evaluated. Like you right. said, get because the meds adjusted, do all those things. Right. Because I knew as soon I'm telling you, as soon as they told her or even tried to put her into that ambulance, she was going to lose her shit, mm-hmm. which would have been an arrest. Right. Then. Yeah. And they didn't arrest her. Obviously, yeah. there was no arrest going on. They didn't arrest her even after she was on the floor screaming and yelling at them for what they did. None of that. She was never arrested. Right. So. <sighs> crazy Ugh. huh very very crazy i just i'm just like i and here I'm we all thought hell. here we all thought growing up that she was going to be arrested mm-hmm. for prostitution <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no surprise sense. surprise <laughs> we all took that <laughs> yeah they never oh wow that. but you know what here i was thinking that's why Coco didn't want to go to the in the ambulance. Because look at what you experienced. Mm-hmm. That's what she would be experiencing. Mm-hmm. That's right. what people with right. mental illness mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. And, and here we have, like we were talking about p- the policing system, the system mm-hmm. that is um, male-driven, yep. white supremacist. Yep. And yep. we got, you know, crap like this happening. And he's still out mm-hmm. there patrolling right. with a faulty body cam. Right. Yeah. Right. Allegedly faulty. Allegedly. And, allegedly yeah. faulty, buddy. Yeah. And he was, yeah. So who knows what they're going to show up with. And I asked Jeremy, mm-hmm. that was one thing I asked him. I said, so what happens then if these guys, cameras strangely don't work? That's two separate cops mm-hmm. and they're, what happens? And he says, well, they take their word. Mm-hmm. So their word. Of t- wait. So of, the what the, I would be like, what are the odds of two police officers? Right. On the with same call. Two, yes. Yeah. With two faulty body cams that aren't working. And, two, and here's this. They're both new because, I forgot to say this, when Jeremy walked up to the scene, he asked for the officer's card. Mm-hmm. And the boss laughed and he said, they're new. They don't know you have to order your own. So these are new cops. Maybe this is their first night. Maybe this is their first month. I yeah. don't know. They were both very young. If they were 25, I'll eat my hat. So their brains they, aren't even they, developed. No. Right. So they yeah. they know more about mental health. Than Boys me, with guns. At my age and at my job and all the things that I do. And I, and I, knowing I, Coco on a personal right. relationship. And knowing Coco for 23, 4, 5 years. Yeah. See, this is why we shouldn't be calling out the police on people with mental illness. Mm-hmm. This right. is and, why and we need. Did, I don't know who called. Yeah. We don't who called but yeah well not unless like oh so you don't know if the partner called to say hey because i know no. you were like hey she went running out i'm worried no, about no, no. could have been a bystander could have been seeing blood me. i would if i saw some lady yeah. with blood all over arms i'm calling the police well i think what i don't think anybody could have seen it because it was so dark i think uh, what happened was they had been bickering um in their apartment so it's uh, possible that uh, their neighbor called it and the police showed up and because she was out on the street they stopped to help right. i don't think that uh, I know it wasn't Liz. No, she told me that it was not her. She did not call because she asked me, did you call them? Yeah. 
And I well, said, absolutely not. I so would never. Even, okay. So the police, are the ones like when, when someone is showing up saying, I have a history of this person. I know how to handle it. I'm here for support. Like I'll follow whatever direction you need to follow. That's when you use that support, right? right. As was, a police right. officer, like, Especially, but yes. he was intimidated. He was young. Oh and yeah. He was intimidated. Because God he forbid said, oh, you know wow. more. Right. Yeah. Right. What are you uh-huh. better than us? Is he white? Yeah, and that's exactly what it sounded I like, think and it he felt like Latino. Was he white? He was. Well, we're Latino. Oh, but that's well, that, that machismo bit. Yep. yep. You know, yep. I got to be white in a white system, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, I yeah. And I was myself. talking to, to Jeremy the other day, and and that, as I was replaying the scene in my head a million and seven times, that I replayed it over in my head. The white guy that was, it was the other cop was a white guy, very young and thin. The Mexican guy was taller and thicker. But when he threw me on the ground and did all that, the other cop seemed confused at what had happened as well. And that's why he said he hit me. Showing up for the white guy. He was, he was. I'm wondering why they didn't charge you with assault of a police officer if supposedly you hit him. Well, that's kind of what it is. It was resisting arrest. That's different than assault. assaulting a police it is, officer. It is different. It is different. But even resisting, it's first you have to know that you're under arrest. And you, to your knowledge, you're like... You didn't know. You just, bam, on the floor. You, you, He asked you a question. You'd look down to say one thing. Next thing you're on the floor. Right. Like, right. You, How can you resist when you didn't have a chance to resist? <laughs> and how can I, and it also says impeding. Now, how can I impede you when I asked permission and you gave me permission exactly. to speak to her? Yeah. Yeah. But there's no footage. So it's your word against <sighs> his. Fucking hell. That's, right. uh, you know, I think the only thing could possibly be is you don't have a history of anything. Like you said, you're a school teacher. You're an educated mm-hmm. woman. You know this. So your credibility it is not going to be easily shot. Right. You right. know? Yeah. Yep. Oh yep. my uh, God. Bless America. This is what we <laughs> face people. This is mm-hmm. what we face. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I well, just, I mean, thank you for sharing your story yeah. to our listeners. That, what are you bringing to the table? Sherry brought it. <laughs> you brought it. You got me. Yeah. You, you got, got me it. not talking and cause I'm just like, fuck, what can we do? Like, yeah. cause it sucks. Well, right at now, the end of the day, if the, if, if you get indicted and this goes to court and those body cameras weren't on, it's that power and you know, Oh, it's the, the, the belief of the police officer over the person that it happened to. Right. You know, right, like, right. Uh, and, and here's it. The other thing. Coombs, you're how tall? You're like five one. What are you? I'm five two. Thank you very much. Five five four with the hooker heels on. (laughs) No, she's no. Then she's five six. Oh oh, shit! Like that or seven or seven. Damn. (laughs) She got them crisp. Damn. (laughs) Five inches easily at all the time. Yeah. And so, how tall was this dude? Um. He was, I would probably be his shoulder. So I'm going to say he was six foot, probably. <laughs> 250. And and he's like nervous, afraid, what? I don't know. What's well, he? I, like I said, I did not feel any of that. I, I, I feel the intimidation when I go over the, oh, wow. Yeah. I hear mm-hmm. him saying that because that sounds like a sixth grader saying yeah. shit like that to yeah. his friend. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you, you think you can do this better than us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Type thing. So that kind of thing, he... 
that's why I say he was very young. But he, I mean, he was a big guy. Um, so you're you're physically not the threat, like oh, no. you know, right. in comparison to them, yeah. like. You, you don't, you never, the, like you said, the whole time it was quiet, there wasn't any nope. yelling, you're talking right. to Coco, you're talking yep. her down, you're keeping her, making her feel supported, all the things that you need in those situations, because right. I was, because a, clearly I was a crisis response person, that, and right. we always, if we had a family member that could be, leverage that person, we wanted them, you know, like, Right. Talk them down, yeah. support, talk, walk to the ambulance. Everybody us. wants to leave safe. Yeah, at the we end don't of the want exchange. anybody hurt. Yeah. Instead, right. this guy's little ego got bruised and he oh. and then he turns a small situation, very right. calm right. situation mental, into mental something bigger. Right. Like um, the thing is, is 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 so if he thought you were ignoring his direction of move back, he could have easily moved around, put his arm on you and said I need you to move back yeah. and then guide you right. away from it. Now, if then you resisted, like, get your hands off me, whatever. Right. 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 I told you. He went mind. straight from move back, ma'am, to you're going to be tackled. Like, yeah. What? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was it was intimidation that drove him yeah. to that, the brink of sanity. It, it was just, he was intimidated and. I think he thought I was taking control of his situation, but mm -hmm. really he wasn't doing anything but standing on the edge. And the white guy was kneeling down, talking quietly. I don't know what he was saying, but it was obvious he he wasn't loud. He, well, it I sounds like, yeah, he I'm was doing what the me. kind of work he should do in that situation. Right. Get on that person's level. And I understand yeah. they're not mental health trained. These, As far as I was concerned, these were little boys. Yeah. Okay. So they they haven't been they haven't even been in real life as mm -hmm. as non officers unless they had a parent that had was right. bipolar and and had mental health issues. Well, it, you would, would know that because the officer probably would never have treated you like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so they haven't they haven't been real world situations. Now you've been trained out of a book. You've done a little mental health training, but it, it's not to the extent that you. No more than I do. I'm maybe yeah. 53 years old, mm -hmm. but that this is what I do in a day. I work with kids like mm -hmm. this. I know her. Um, I've had training. I I just I know how to deal with this kind of stuff. And again, she's my friend. I've known her right. for 20 plus years. I've been through this exact situation mm -hmm. with her more than once. Mm -hmm. mm. And Ugh. I didn't change the dynamics of the situation either. I didn't run in there. I didn't pull them off. I didn't scream and yell, leave her alone. I didn't yeah. tell her, Coco, run, don't stay here. Her ass was going to the hospital if I had anything to say about it. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick her ass up and put her in there, mm -hmm. that was my plan. Well, and I think you go back to what you're saying, too, is you asked if you could talk to, and they right. they gave you permission they to talk to her. granted me permission, absolutely. Like, yeah. you didn't impede nothing. You right. were absolutely You not. asked permission, were given permission, the ambulance right. was coming. Her, you so knew the ambulance was coming. Yeah. So... You were just gonna wait till she till she got into that ambulance, so she knew you knew she was safe and going to where she needed to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And impeding sounds to me like I'm impeding yeah. you arresting somebody, or, not impeding or even your mental like impeding care. her from them getting her to the ambulance. Right? right. Like, no, don't take right. her. Don't take her. She doesn't need to go. Right. Like, right. That's impeding. Right. You weren't doing any right. of that. In fact, absolutely. you were trying to make sure she got there you were going to tell her you're going get girl your ass in there. you ain't get, you ain't going home you're going yeah. in the ambulance like, right yeah uh, uh, yeah yeah 
Well, no, I no. I hope everything works out good. I hope they just drop the charges. And, you know, it doesn't even go to court, you know, like yeah. I hope the DA sees it, reviews it and says, yeah, there's not enough there. We're not going down this road. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I would be looking for an attorney. I yeah. would just well, be looking for an attorney. I have a couple of people that I'm going to go to. I mean, I have people on my Facebook that are huge. Not, civil for your, not, not the criminal for civil. suing. Yeah. Civil. Oh, I, I, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I, I, I have several people that I speak to and that I know. Um, I have an attorney there in Washington who's my friend, and he's going to send letters of preservation for any film Good. and stuff. He's going to help me with that. Um, yeah, this is the time to make their life hell. Yep. Right. Oh, right. This is the kind of officer that does not need to be on the street. No, and it's scary to think that he would deal with someone else in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, a mother. But my sister, who are white, she said, there's no way this would have happened to yep, me if I had come up there. Yeah, there there, I know that there's no way that would have ever happened nope. to yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. They 100%. would have been, ma'am, uh, sure, ma'am. Yes, please. Yes. Whatever know you know that you are a, a psychiatrist. I'm going to roll out a carpet. Here, can I hold you? Can I hold <laughs> yes. you your things? Like, exactly. <laughs> how may we be of service, madam? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Fucking yeah. hell. Uh, uh, all right. Well, thank you for sharing your story. And, all right. Uh, I'll keep you updated. Yeah, you know, I will. Yeah. What's I update will. this one? Yes. Yeah. I'll- we'll do a what's update on this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Sherry. Take care. All righty. Bye. Talk to you later. Uh, yeah. Can you believe that? No. I can't believe it. I can't. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. I can't like, believe it. I keep going to that. He had a choice in how he was going to handle that situation. He had an opportunity to be like, no, this, I, I do need you to move back because we're need to get her into the ambulance. Right. Like, you know, oh, thank you for your assistance. Yes. You know, I appreciate you being here. I just need you to stand over here. No, no yes, of course you yes. can stay here until she gets in the ambulance. Yeah. But we, we need to let the, the, right. the EMTs get here and do what they need to do. Like yeah. that's all he needed to do was yeah. like, if he thought for some reason she wasn't understanding that the EMT was there to start doing what they needed to do, he had an opportunity to be like, no, no, I really do need you to move back. Right. Like they're here, right. you know, like, no, please stand there. Yeah, you can stay, but went from Zero ma'am move to ma'am. Now you on the ground and I'm arresting you. Right. Like what? Oh, yeah. Like yes, <sighs> yes. And In then America, the cameras people, potentially America, not working. To me, I'm like that's why that's why I said well, you spending this much money on cameras mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they faulty. That's. Two at the same night, like that, on yeah. the same call. Yeah, no, uh, no. suspicious, or no. we gotta get rid it. of these because these ain't gonna protect our asses. I suspicious, and it's not. You know, if a little drop of sweat gets in the yeah. camera and it's malfunctioning, I think it's bullshit. We need no one. I think it's bullshit. Of course it is, but they need to look at that. That's the reason why they have body cams for their own protection. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, I ain't where I ain't going out on patrol with this faulty right. body camera. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Well, that's our little leftovers episode for today. Um, thanks for 
you know, joining us on this, joining us, joining us joining, on this one. Joining, joining, um, joining. It's, a, it's, you know, ripped from the headlines. Straight from the headlines. Like, the ink is not this even This was not even dry. been written up. This is a real life story. She went straight undercover and brought it to the table. Damn. And we will keep yeah. Coombs in our prayers. We're, let's just, yeah, let's just hope that. They do. Someone right has some sense in the the chain of all of this and says, "No, we're not doing this. Right? We're not doing this. Let's. We're take not. The example I don't, of Jesse Small. Yeah, we're not Let's doing this. Stop beating a damn dead. We're horse. not doing this. We're not yeah. wasting court time Resources. and everything else because your overzealous twenty five year old rookie police officer didn't use his brain, right? Which right. is not fully developed. No." Boy, boys with guns. I, I, actually, Children with I'm guns. See, what are the qualifications for uh, being a police officer? Usually in San a high school diploma. Usually a high school diploma. Most agencies is high school diploma. Some are going to two years college, but most of them are still high school diploma. Ugh. Like that's what I'm saying is you have people out there, mainly men, armed whose brains are not fully developed. Right. The part of the brain that helps control impulsivity is not fully developed. And you're giving them guns and authority to use that gun. Uh. Uh. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this Leftovers episode. Um, until next episode at our regular time, regular place. Uh, nos vemos. I, oh, wait. oh, did you find it? I did. Oh, okay. I real found quick. it. What is it? So real quick, uh, law enforcement trainees, city of San Bernardino must be at, at least 20 and a half years of age. 20 and a half. Yeah. And Your have, brain doesn't develop to 25. And have graduated. High school. From high school or GED. Or GED. I told you. I told you. That's official. From Google. I told you. So we don't even have. A 20 year old armed with a gun with the right to kill someone. Yeah. With the GED. When their brain part that does the impulsivity control, frontal lobe, yeah, not fully developed no. for another 5 and, and who knows what more trauma years. stuff has gone on with the person right? that which they slows say in that the brain development brain. even more. Yeah. And then if you're on the job and you're already nervous anyways, you know. What kind of sense does this make people? I don't know. Zero. That's why we have the Zero. problems that we have. Yeah. You know, you get used to those shortcuts. So this dude now is getting training in shortcuts. Yep. Hey, your body camera didn't work. Yep. Shortcut. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to say. Shortcut. So yep. you get to continue Cover to your ass. terrorize the streets. Yep. Use your shortcuts. Ugh. They're always going to believe you. Who's going to believe a meth head or a schizophrenic or let alone a woman who's a professional in, in the community. Right. With a son who's very well respected. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, if they don't even believe her, what does a person who addicted to meth, mental illness, all the things, all of that. that. What, what chance do they have? None. None. No. All right. All right. That's it for now. We'll uh, catch you next time. Nos vemos. Adios. Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?